0: Alistair Campbell is here. The name of the book is The Harris Legacy. It's nice to have you. Thanks so much for having me. I had originally expected this to be a biography, but it's actually a series of reflective essays. Tell me about it.
1: Yeah, so uh, there was this big controversy uh, when uh, Premier Ford picked some former premier named Mike Harris to be a member of the Order of Ontario, whatever that is, and it struck me in the media coverage that the people who'd always hated still hate it, but there were these new younger journalists who had to fill some column inches and they uh, went to Google and Wikipedia, as any good journalist would, and all they got was a short list of memes. You know, the reasons that we remember politicians are often only the bad things. And it struck me that maybe 25 years later, it was time to take a look were there any good things in the Mike Harris legacy.
0: Why is it, And because this predates me living here, so I, I don't have this visceral like or yeah. dislike for Mike Harris. Why more than almost any other political leader
1: does he inspire such polar emotions? So, uh, super question. And I think, honestly, uh, one of the answers that comes through in this book is because he did a lot of stuff. And uh, change is something that people find pretty overwhelming sometimes. And in fact, this book represents kind of a sudden rush of facts to the head for quite a few people, I think, because on issue after issue, policy file after policy file, it turns out that not only did he do lots of stuff that represented big change, but almost none of it has been changed back.
0: Well, that's one of the contentions, exactly, that you can illustrate the success of his work because none of it, not none of it, but most of it has been left intact. Uh, and most, you know, the first years of any following administration are usually to try and punish the previous administration by undoing things that even were good ideas.
1: Completely. And in, uh, in other cases, people criticize like mad and then surf on the good news and results that came afterwards. And this would be exactly what happened in Harris's case. Uh, we inherited a province when he was... Uh, first premier that had a terrible deficit and taxes that were too high, massive unemployment and big welfare caseloads, and he left with a balanced budget and lower taxes and higher employment and much lower welfare consumption. After only six and a half years, and when asked if he had any regrets at his final press conference, he simply said, I wish I had done more faster. I think I call it the original mic drop.
0: I mentioned that people have this emotional response to him, and I think it's worth revisiting that because, you know, you may criticize or dislike the things that Doug Ford is doing, for example, but I don't think a lot of people hate Doug Ford. There are people who hated Mike Harris then and hate
1: him now. So the scope and scale of the, the changes that were required to get Ontario's fiscal house back in order uh, involved big reductions in the public sector. And the public sector unions are a very powerful voice, Uh, and their leadership does its very best, uh, as I guess is their duty, to try and ensure that their folks are militantly engaged. And because so much of our change was public sector related, there's been this long legacy of those union contests, the general strikes we faced of the public service unions, the teacher strikes, the nurses, et cetera. And so uh, the legacy of uh, bitterness comes from the intensity of those conflicts over how much of public income needs to be allocated to public sector employee salaries. And that is a lasting uh, trade-off that every government has to manage. But the Harris government managed particularly vigorously.
0: How did you recruit the people who would write these essays? And perhaps importantly, did you recruit anybody who dissented?
1: First of all, uh, this is not a partisan book. Uh, It is... Chapter authors include uh, folks who were barely born at the time, includes liberals, it includes a Green, and there are certainly criticisms. And some of them saying he didn't do enough from a conservative perspective, and others saying he got this wrong. And two very explicit coverages of the Walkerton file, for instance, which needs to be discussed. I write a serious note about the Ipperwash story, uh, the tragic fatality of Dudley George, and all of those issues are part of his legacy, too. And so it is not a partisan, yay, Mike book. It is an honest evaluation from academics and journalists. And my only recruiting uh, filter was, would they start net neutral and at least take a fair look? And that's, I think, what this chapter after chapter book accomplishes. Is there a takeaway from this book, in your opinion? For example, if it
0: arrived on the desk of our current premier and he were to have the time to read it, would he learn things that might amend how he approaches politics or influence his policy?
1: Well, I think about that instantly because, of course, the Oak Ridge's Moraine uh, is a secure land because of Mike Harris. This would be a good example of discovering how hard it is to change back from the changes that uh, Premier Harris implemented. But maybe the most important conclusion you could draw if you were a new politician thinking about the lessons of the past, it's that you can really choose either to be a transformational leader or a transactional leader. And some folks just kind of tackle the issues that appear on their desk uh, and manage them as best they can. And there's others who actually have a plan and a vision and articulate it in advance and then do it. Those are much rarer political figures, and they can be very controversial. Paul Martin might be one of those. Uh, Brian Mulrooney might be one of those. Harris, certainly was one of those. He laid out his plan in advance in a platform and printed two and a half million copies. The people of Ontario gave him a landslide victory and four years later with all of that controversy they gave him a bigger majority the second time. So doing what he said he would do and having a plan for what you would actually do maybe are both meaningful lessons for every politician of whatever party.
0: I mentioned I got here in 2003 so I've done my best to learn the history of my adopted province and when I go through everything about Mike Harris, I never get any impression of Mike Harris the person or the nature of his character. And it's all policy, which is fine. But I mean, do you endeavor in this book to reflect on the character of the man or is it just all about legacy?
1: So honestly, I would say, and I've known Mike for uh, some time, he has zero interest in the personal part of his life being part of the public sphere. As he would put it, the only thing that matters is what I did and uh, was it good? Uh, so, no, this is not uh, the, the biography, and I think as Robert Benzie in The Star said, it's not a hagiography either. This is not St. Mike. Uh, He had uh, issues that he got right, and there's issues that he did not handle as well. All of that is laid out in this book. And then a simple conclusion that can be drawn at the end, which is that we're living in Mike Harris's Ontario today. File after file, the changes he made, including putting the city of Toronto together, are exactly the way uh, he left them. Uh, And people who got elected saying how awful he was and promising to change everything changed almost nothing.
0: I used to have a colleague on my roundtables, and if um, Brian Mulroney ever came up, she would just say, paper bag's full of money, as if that took away from eight years in office. But when Mike Harris comes up, someone will just shout Ipperwash or Walkerton. Are those career-defining, or are they just dark moments?
1: I think they were both terribly dark moments, Uh, and for those who are looking for clubs to hit him with, those are particularly powerful ones. Uh, you know, there's an 800 page public inquiry that clearly uh, showed that uh, Mike had absolutely nothing to do with the uh, fatality of uh, Dudley George. Right. a tragic event that but there had, was the
0: alleged slur, mind you. Oh, uh, there was yeah. some
1: uh, completely inappropriate language, but it didn't connect to anything. Uh, and he was five weeks into the job uh, when that happened. And I don't think people would be surprised to now know that the federal government has mismanaged some First Nations files for decades and I don't think people would be surprised to believe there might be some systemic structural bias in the uh, police force of Ontario. Uh, And then somebody went to jail for disobeying orders and pulling a trigger. None of that had to do with the Premier, but it's part of his legacy, as is uh, Walkerton. The proposal to privatize the labs had uh, initiated under Premier Bob Ray of the NDP. It was simply implemented by Harris. Uh, One of the consequences of that was that uh, two employees, uh, who fraudulently produced samples uh, saying that the water was fine and wasn't, somehow ended up contaminating a water supply and leading to deaths. Uh, And Harris, in a kind of old-fashioned way, said, well, that happened on my watch, so I take accountability. I think most politicians these days would simply deny, deny, deny. So yes, it's part of his legacy, but is it uh, fair? To uh, have that as the driving meme behind your perspective on a former premier who balanced a budget and created jobs and created the city of Toronto and protected the Oak Ridge's Moraine, maybe that's not a totally fair way to think about it. Thank you very much. My pleasure.